1: That's better than this, guys, being dudes here on the Draft Dudes podcast. It's Joe Marino and Kyle Krabs. We're your hosts. Chris Schubert's not here, he's literally floating around. We are from the Draft Network, and of course, we are brought to you by the great people over at Bet Online. Basketball is back, and Bet Online remains your number one source for all your sports betting needs this season. You'll always find the latest odds, team matchup info, player news, and game trends at Bet Online. And as your continued source for all sports wagering information, BetOnline features live betting, free contests, and giveaways all season long. It's always the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports and events, whether that's NFL, NBA, NHL, MMA, tennis, boxing, or even golf. So head to BetOnline.ag to join and receive a 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Just use our promo code Believe. that's B-L-E-A-V, to receive your rewards. It's bet Online. It's where the game starts. Kyle, happy national cook for your pets day to you.
2: Oh, we're gonna have to do like the uh the Thanksgiving fall themed like pet cookies or something. Have you ever done that? Have you ever done like the homemade pet cookies, dog dog biscuits?
1: I never have. I never have. I've never did it one time. It was okay.
2: It was just very anticlimactic because the dog ate it like it would eat any other. Right. Any other. Yeah. And it's like, well, now I got to clean up the mess. Yeah. And I sat here and got myself hungry because I mixed a bunch of stuff together.
1: I was suspicious. The reason I chose this over National Vinegar Day, National Men Make Dinner Day, um, some other, you know, worthwhile ones is I wanted to know if you had ever cooked for your pet. And my suspicion was yes. And, and I guess that
2: was a, a good suspicion. Yeah, there, there you have it. I have indeed. I've cooked for my dog once, and I said never again, and that was it. <laughs> That's dog. a good way to put it, man. He, they felt right. like it was the same old crap you always get it from the right. grocery yeah, store. She doesn't care where yeah. I get it from. Yeah, She's yeah. like, oh, cool. Let me eat it, and it'll be gone in three seconds, and then I'll look at you expecting another one.
1: That's how pets, man. <laughs> pets. <laughs> All right, so it's November 1st. It's the Tuesday podcast, but we're a little out of order here on on some of the stuff that we like to get to. Out of whack. But that's okay. We had fun yesterday doing our all midseason draft eligible teams. That was a great topic to insert and mess up the the flow here. And today we're going to get to our dudes. And Keith Sanchez put out a mock draft over at the draftnetwork.com that we have to share our thoughts about.
2: So where do you want to, you want to start with your dudes? Do you want to get my, I got a, I got a college dude and two mm. pro dudes. I'm pretty sure you have all pro dudes. Yeah. All pro dudes. You Maybe want to do?
1: Not, do you, what, let's uh, do the one. There's one college player. One. Yes, let's, yes. Right here. Right here it is. Do that one first.
2: We're going to start with Oregon quarterback, Bo Nix, mm. who threw for 412 yards against Cal road win. 42 24. Uh, Bo Nix in this contest, 27 of 35 for 412 yards. That's a 77% completion percentage. Uh, 11.8 yards per attempt. He also scored three rushing touchdowns. So he had six total touchdowns wow. uh, against Cal. Uh, a QBR of 87.6. And I knew, I knew that we had to do Bo Nix at some point because. Joe, if I told you that through eight games, Bo Nix has four more touchdown passes than he has in any other season that he has played as a starting quarterback in college football, would you believe me? I would. I would. 20, 2019, his freshman season, he had 16 touchdown passes. But you look at the growth and the jump that's happened this year, and I think this is where, where there's always been the stigma of Bo Nix, and then oh well, his his family's from the program, so he goes to Auburn and he gets the job, and he never really played like up to the the prestige that was made out to be, and that was because he completed fifty seven percent of his passes, fifty nine percent of his passes, sixty one percent of his passes. He never threw for more than twenty five hundred yards in his three seasons at Auburn. Never threw for more than sixteen touchdown passes. Never had a, a college QB rating of higher than one hundred and thirty. Well, then he transfers to, to Oregon, and they play Georgia Bulldogs, and they get shellacked. And it was like, oh, yeah, played pretty well, except for the, the two boneheaded interceptions, same old bell. What Bonix has done since has been one of the best stretches of college football play at the quarterback position that we have seen regardless of player at school, level of competition, and they, they've played some significant teams. Now, they did play Eastern Washington, and yeah, they threw five touchdown passes in that game. But they played BYU, who was ranked number 12 at the time. They beat UCLA, who was ranked in the top 10 at the time. They played Washington State, who started out undefeated through their first three weeks of the season. Um, Bo Nix, through eight games, has accounted for 31 touchdowns and five interceptions including rushing touchdowns. He has three games this season with three rushing touchdowns, including at Cal this past weekend, three rushing touchdowns against BYU, and then three rushing touchdowns and a win at Arizona. Uh, He is completing 72% of his passes this season. So this acknowledgement of Bo Nix is an acknowledgement of the strong play against Cal, but also an acknowledgement of the trajectory of a player at that position that is making the jump that one player or two players seem to make every year. And bonix was highlighted by you yesterday when we did the all-midseason teams because he was your selection for your quarterback. In the spirit of, of that well, exercise, Oregon scored at least 41 points in every game since losing to Georgia 49-3 to open the season. They're playing extremely good football. And Bo Nix has always had talent. He's always been a dynamic athlete at the quarterback position. He's always had good pop on his arm and his throws. But he's in a position where he's, he's able to make better decisions and he's in a more friendly offense uh, to showcase what he can be as the best version of himself as compared to the nostalgic, where my family went to school version of himself. And he's a really fascinating player that we're going to get to the All Star Circuit, and we're going to have to have a conversation about because a lot of people still just hear the name Bo Nix and think of the Auburn version of Bo Nix. Yep. And I'm here to tell you, this cat ain't the same dude.
1: Yeah, I'm happy for him. I really am. Um, he was one of my guys last last week after the UCLA win. Uh, mm-hmm. You were you were um, traveling, and so it's it's we've. We've definitely gave him his due here over the last couple weeks, and and he's forced it right. Like it's one of those things that you can't deny, and um, love to see that for him. And and it, you're still trying to layer it all together and, and feel comfortable about where you land. And I do think the All Star Circuit will be really big for Bo, but man, is he moving the needle in a big way, and and, and really happy for him, and excited to see how he finishes the year.
2: Well, there's a, there's our flowers for Bo Nix two weeks in a row here. Yeah. Once from you and once for me. So him uh, and he- yeah.
1: if there's three people invited to the Heisman ceremony and it's over today, it's Hendon Hooker and Bo Nix are two locks, right? I would assume so. Yeah, yeah. I I don't know how you couldn't have those two there. All right, uh, my first dude of the week. I want to I want to go with the guy that didn't win, wasn't part of a winning effort. Um. But still, my dude, Carolina Panthers running back, Deonta Foreman. Weren't able to beat um, the Falcons in the Bilt Bar Bowl. (laughs) But what a game, man. He had 26 rushes, 118 yards, three touchdowns, consecutive 100-yard rushing performances. And I, I just have a lot of appreciation for the journey that has been Deonta Foreman, a pretty good prospect coming out, but he had an Achilles injury. And we talk about the Achilles injury being the literal kiss of death for running backs. They just don't bounce back from it. And you're seeing guys right now in Marlon Mack and Cam Akers and James Robinson kind of really having some, some challenges working back just like every other running back in the history of football that's ever had an Achilles injury. Well, Foreman is pretty far removed from his. Uh, 2017 but the dude is obviously put in the time to get himself in a position to help an NFL team last year he steps in and helps replace Derrick Henry and obviously we know the Titans were able to still get the number one seed in the AFC last year now this year he's stepping in for Christian McCaffrey who you know they traded away and I think it was a good trade for Carolina and he's been able to come in, and this Panthers offense has probably had its best two games of the year the last two weeks with him as the feature back. And so the statistical production this week, combined with last week, combined with the story, really inspired me to make sure that Deonta Foreman got a shout-out today here on the podcast.
2: Yeah, three three rushing touchdowns. And as you said, uh, it's kind of a tough Tough ending to that game, where that that extra point that they missed was harder because DJ Moore was flagged for taking his helmet off in the field, but he really wasn't on the field. So upon further review, shouldn't have been penalized. Just a crappy situation, in general.
1: How many times do you see that happen, and they just don't? It's never called. Right, right. Like there's no consistency there.
2: Is that that really the flag that we want to plant in the right. ground, and that's the hill that we want to die on as an yeah. official for the game?
1: And, pin, and then he gets another chance in overtime, right? So that's why, like, the result of the game, like, you don't have to win your game to be a dude. You can be a dude for whatever reason. We freaking want to make you a dude, right? This right. is our liberty that we take with us. Um, but I, I, I still felt like he, just the, the Achilles thing last year, this year, it's 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 a good spot for Deonta. I'm happy for him.
2: My second dude. We have three apiece. Is that correct?
0: Yeah. Okay.
2: My my second dude is on the Monday staff meeting this it well, actually it was overreaction Monday. so the TDM premium Discord members joined the Tdn staff to overreact to everything that happened over the weekend and one of the things that was brought up was you know, some most teams have played eight games, so traditionally that's the halfway point of the season, maybe not for like our older demographic, because he used to play 14 games instead of 16 games. But, like, I'm sorry, as far as I'm concerned, 16 is the standard and eight is the halfway <laughs> point. I, I drafted Zoom at, but you. I, know th- I know that. I Look know that. Look at you planting your flag. So, the question was at the halfway point of the season, who would be your MVP votes? And we talked about Josh Allen, and we talked about Jalen Hurts, and we talked about Patrick Mahomes. And then the conversation shifted to if you had to vote for a non-quarterback, who would be your top choice? Do you know who the betting odds have as the top non-quarterback right now? This is not my dude. Yeah, I I would think it's Derrick Henry. It is not Derrick Henry. It is a running back. But not Derrick Henry. But not Derrick Henry. Is Christian McCaffrey – the nfl mvp non quarterback leading bet according to our friends, to to our friends over Online, the best odds for a non quarterback to win mvp is christian mccaffrey
1: is that leaning okay so one thing we i always i've learned recently is betting odds have a lot to do with moving money right like right, buying into right. hype right he just <laughs> had this game with the
2: 49ers right like right. Okay, First guy since LT in 2005, yeah. to have a rushing, passing, and receiving touchdown the same
1: year. Let's go ahead and just get some money from people that are willing to be suckers and throw it at us, right? Sure. That's what sure. that smells like to me.
2: But And I reserved my vote because I did not want to be accused of being a homer. But I was very proud of the overreaction Monday chat with the TDN Premium Discord members and the TDN uh, staff. Tyree Kill got a lot of love. And Tyree Kill's my second dude because Tyree Kill had 188 receiving yards in this win over the Detroit Lions. He's on pace to to break 2,000 yards this season from a receiving perspective. He's on pace to break Calvin Johnson's individual single-season record. And Tyreek Hill, when you acquire a player of that stature, and you give the picks that you gave, and you gave the contract that you gave, There's a certain expectation and threshold that comes with that. And for a player to manage to exceed that bar of a $30 million a year contract at wide receiver and picks in the first, second, fourth, and sixth rounds or whatever it was, he was phenomenal. And I understand the Dolphins played Detroit. But for the season, Tyreek Hill amongst receivers that have at least 46 targets on the season he has 0.7 more yards per route run than any other wide receiver in the NFL number 2 is stephon diggs with 2.98 yards per route run tyreek hill 3.68 yards per route run on the season and he's managed to do this with catching balls from Tua Tongavaloa, Teddy Bridgewater, and Skylar Thompson. The Dolphins had 100 pass attempts thus far this season that came from people not named Tua Tongavaloa as the quarterback. And Tyreek Hill, the Lions came out, and they came out in a zero look, and they played quarters on the back end, and he just ran straight past the guys playing quarters for for a long game down the field. And Mike Gusecki busts the protection. He takes the outside guy and gives a safety as a free runner through the C gap. And Tua underthrows the ball as a result. But it, it very easily could have been a 60-yard touchdown. Instead, it was a, a 30-yard gain on a contested catch. Go back to New England week one. This guy makes a one-handed contested catch down the field. You go back last week against Pittsburgh. Contested catch down the field. In, in money time to close the game. They ran a wheel route to Tyree Kill trying to milk the clock in the final three minutes and get uh, Detroit to burn all their timeouts. They And Tyree Kill makes a tight window catch down the field. So I wanted to shout out Tyree Kill because he logged 188 receiving yards, which is his fourth game of 160 plus receiving yards this season. And there are only five other performances across the entire NFL from other players of such yardage. But it's, it's, the fact that he has managed to outperform just astronomical expectations. And then there were the memes of, oh, well, Tyreek Hill's career is over. He's going to go play with Tua. And here he is at the halfway point of the season, and he has 961 receiving yards. He's been phenomenal. And he was phenomenal in a game in which the Dolphins spotted a team 14 points on the road, and they managed to come back and win. And I wanted to give Tyreek Hill his flowers for his part in that win against Detroit and for what he has done at the midway point of the season because he has been tremendous.
1: I think the question that I have is, how many games the Dolphins played, nine or eight? Eight. All right, so in eight games, he has 961 receiving yards. Yep. What would the number be if Marcel Louis-Jacques was playing quarterback for the Dolphins? Honestly, it would probably be like 800. (laughs) Is that say more about Tyreek or Marcel? Because that was Uh, one of my favorite press conference moments this year. He said, I'll play up numbers
2: with you playing quarterback. Right.
1: Could you imagine asking that question and then that being spun back on you? Like, (laughs) that would be just a weird moment. Like, oh, I would definitely freeze up for sure.
2: Yeah, I'd be like, I guess I got to go loosen up my arm. right. right. Oh, let's find out, baby. (laughs) Let's let's ride. Let's Let's swim. Dolphins country, let's swim. Dolphins country, let's swim. Let's, you could ride the wave. You could, could just ride. Just, you could just uh, say you could just say ride.
1: Let's jump. I, the, the versatility there is, is just phenomenal. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, yeah. Mm-hmm. I, let me tell you how much I love Tyreek Hill being on the Dolphins. It's it's my favorite thing with him and Jalen Waddell.
2: Oh no. The Bills are six and one and have a game and a half lead at the halfway point of the season and are definitely going to win man. 13 games. Oh no. <laughs> we'll see. You gotta minimum, play them all. Minimum 13 games. Oh no. <laughs> no, you know I like Tyreek.
1: You know I Jalen, you know these are guys I like Javon yep. Howen. So yep. I got I got nothing but love for those guys. Um have I only done one?
2: You've only done one. This is okay. number two for you. <laughs> like... This is number two for you.
1: All right. Um let me let me go with Isaiah Likely, tight end for the Baltimore Ravens. We're going back to Thursday night football. Ravens win over the Bucks. And you know, Isaiah Likely comes out, six catches, 77 yards, touchdown. Uh, six of those catches go for five first downs. The touchdown that he caught put them up seven points going into the fourth quarter. That was a pretty tight game until about that point, point. and then the Ravens kind of pulled away. But I mean, the Bucks led for a good part of that that first two quarters or so. But for him to step into this moment, right? Thursday Night Football, big stage. Um, certainly, a, a capable Bucks defense hasn't necessarily lived up to expectations. But f- for Lamar to be down. Mark Andrews for him to be down Rashad Bateman. And here is this, you know, exciting tight end, right? We both had him tight end once a little bit of Mm -hmm. a flex opportunity here, but for him in that moment where he wasn't expected to be the guy, right? Mark Andrews was healthy in that game to start to come in and make clutch plays, right? Like every time he, he caught the ball, it felt like, wow, that was a game changing type play. I had a big contested catch. Uh, force and missed tackles, yards after catch. He was everything we watched him be at Coastal Carolina. And for that to show up in that moment under those circumstances was huge. And, you know, I think they – even with a healthy Mark Andrews, and this goes back to something I felt like you've talked about a lot ever since they let Hayden Hurst go. It's just kind of having that other tight end. Well, here he is. Here he is. Get him going. And I think you can get a lot there. I think it'll help Andrews. It'll help make your offense more dynamic. and um. I'm really excited. We, we, you know I, I, I think I'm speaking for you as well when kind of our, our nudge with Isaiah likely to be tight end was his big playability is just unmatched by any other tight end in last year's class. And it, it's starting to show up. He just needs a little bit of opportunity. And, and I, I, I just love what I saw from him and under those circumstances. So he had to be one of my dudes this week.
2: For sure. Uh, the last name that I have is a little, there, there's a little bit of pettiness here. Ooh. This was a revenge game for a player. And this guy wasn't going to be a dude. He played fine. I mean, Sammy Watkins only had one catch, Kyle. Okay, Joe. <laughs> but then I saw something that came out. About this player's final few years of experience in playing with his former team, which is who he played against, which he would go to his locker and there would be emails to ownership of the team. Telling the owners that they were going to cancel their season tickets if player X was going to continue to be a part of the team. Do you know who this is? I have no
1: idea. I have no idea what you're talking about right now. I'm fascinated.
2: Well, Long and the short of it, this player, you know, he continued to play. There were rumors that he was going to be traded, and he never got traded, and then he left, and he signed on with the new team. Patrick Peterson. Minnesota Vikings cornerback. Vikings got a win over the Cardinals, his former team. Pat Pete was targeted five times. He conceded two catches. He, def- he broke up three passes in that contest. He did give up a touchdown in that contest, uh, but 42 yards conceded on five targets. He had three passes defense. He had four tackles and a couple of run stuffs. But for Pat Pete, apparently to go through his last few years in Arizona where somebody, the, the little locker room fairy would come by and drop off printed out emails from the hierarchy of the team I guess, is motivational tools. <laughs> Say, look at this email we got from this 20-year season ticket holder that tells us that we're gonna, they're going to cancel their season tickets if you continue to play on the team. To get a win and to defend three passes in a win, a closely contested win over your former team, that's pretty cool. And I'm happy for Pat Pete that he had that experience to beat the Arizona Cardinals. And because of that, he was my last dude for this week. It's fun. Uh, My, my last
1: dude this week is Dallas Cowboys running back. Tony Pollard, Mm. 49 to 29 win over the Chicago bears, 14 rushes, 131 yards, three touchdowns, uh, thankful for the box scores telling me that that's 9.4 yards per carry. It's a lot. And this is the national football league. This isn't uh, you know, USC going up against, uh, uh, some other schools. South- Southern F- Utah. Yeah, I Southern did. You Utah. know, I, I thought there and I'm like, who am I throwing under the bus? Who am I going to do? Southern Utah. It is. All right. You'd expect those types of results. No, this is the national football league and, um, You know, I I really put a lot into it because of obviously the numbers are there, but what he continues to do for this Cowboys team, uh, no Zeke this week, right? You're still Mm kind of working back Dak Prescott to your lineup. And this guy provided a a massive spark, big plays with the football in his hands. And his what's next for Tony Pollard is going to be really fascinating. And I think there's a lot of lessons to be learned here. You know, when you when you make the type of commitment that the Cowboys had in, in Zeke Elliott, there becomes a level of expectation of involvement and utilization, right? And so maybe there's a cautionary tale about making sure you pay the right players this big of money so that way you know beyond a shadow of a doubt that this won't happen to you. But I, I just feel like every time I watch Tony Pollard play football, I, I'm impressed. He continues to produce. It feels like he's very workmanlike and, and just keeps his head down and knows that his opportunities are going to come he's going to take advantage of them and very very soon i think someone's going to pay this guy to be a starting running back and what that contract looks like i i it's hard for me to project but man you just you just really appreciate what he does with the opportunities that he gets and i think kind of the cherry on top right now is this big time game against the bears on on sunday afternoon
2: okay so now it is time for us to dig into Keith Sanchez's Mock draft that dropped at halftime of Sunday Night Football for the DraftNetwork.com, and you have not seen this mock at all. <laughs>
1: no, I haven't seen it. Yeah. sorry. Q. I
2: I made the mistake of trying to text you during the Bills game. We were at the game together. Yeah, and you said you texted me back and said I don't have reception. Effectively, passively told me just don't text me anymore. Leave me alone.
1: No, I legitimately, I could get texts. I could not load anything else. Mm,
2: I see. Nothing did would you, load for me.
1: Did you try the hotspot? The uh the Bill's guest Wi-Fi? Yeah. Sure it, did. Didn't it's work. It's awful.
2: It's, it's pretty work. much useless. <laughs> right. <laughs> did not work. Yeah, it did not work. Okay. So Chris and I had phones on the other side of the stadium because we got tickets to the Packers side of the field. And yeah. you... And your missus got to sit on the Bills side of the field. So we were waving. I don't think you saw us. But when I saw your picture, I was like, oh, he's like literally catty corner on the exact opposite side of the stadium. Mm-hmm. So let's wave to him. And, I think uh, you were we closer
1: did, out towards the street, man. I think you had better reception over there.
2: I think that's what it was. Yeah. But we bless Miss Wendy, who sat behind us, who tried really hard to convert me to be a Bills fan throughout the course of the game. Oh, and she, she buttered me up. She did a nice job. And then she got to the very end and she's like, you know, the only reason the dolphins want a week three is because you played the practice squad team. I was like, well, uh, no, wow, you were ready to convert. huh? Yeah. I was you ready were right to there. I was ready. right to go. there. Ready and to say, go. You know, ah, I, just, Wendy. I just hate excuses. Wendy. I can't do that anymore. I'm out. Wow. You so. know, I, I hired Wendy. Uh, she did. <laughs> she <laughs> sounds like she gave it a good shot. Yeah. She gave it a good run. Uh tried, tried to put her hat on me several times throughout the course of the game. It's fine. Um, but we had a chance to read Keith's mock at halftime, Chris Schubert and I. So I know what's coming and you do not. So I have volunteered to read you blocks of picks yeah. and then we can react to it. Okay.
1: All right. I'm nervous. I'm nervous because I love Keith, but I also, I I have, I'm honest, right? I, I, I don't know how to, I don't know how to not say stuff. So here we go.
2: So let's do the top six picks. All right. The Detroit Lions at number one, select quarterback Bryce Young from Alabama. All right. The Houston Texans at number 2 overall select Will Anderson pass rusher from Alabama. All right. The Carolina Panthers at number 3 overall select quarterback CJ Stroud from Ohio State. All right. The Pittsburgh Steelers at number 4 select offensive tackle Broderick Jones from Georgia. All right. The Jacksonville Jaguars at 5 select defensive tackle Jalen Carter from Georgia. Man, okay. And the Las Vegas Raiders at six select cornerback Keely Ringo from Georgia. Ooh,
1: that's the, that's the worst pick of the first six, right? Keely Ringo, I, the Raiders. I,
2: Keith talked about it on Monday. He was like, yeah. I had a hard time. I had a really hard time figuring yeah. out, you know, they're kind of in this no man's land with all the offensive line. Yeah. They're in this no man's land with Derek Carr. They need desperately need trench play on both sides. They don't have any pass rush to help Max Crosby. They don't have any playmakers in the secondary. They have three interceptions on the season. He's like, I, I just didn't know what to give him. So I gave him the best available player in my mind from an yeah. impactful premier position.
1: I, I probably would have breezy. Brian breezy would have been a, a player that would have made sense there for me. I, they need corner like they do. I just don't love Ringo. I didn't love him in the, for the summer, mm-hmm. right? I never kind of mm-hmm. bought into the hype. I don't think he's answered any questions so far this year. Um, and so that's a, certainly a projection pick. Um, and I, I think five of the six were really good, but that was the one that was like, eh, you know, I could leave that one.
2: So you're ready for the next six.
1: Yeah, I'm sure it's going to get progressively more interesting.
2: It's going to get exponentially more weird starting right now. So pick seven? Pick seven is the weirdest pick in the, in the mock.
1: Okay, per Kyle Krabs. We'll see if I agree. Here we go. Uh,
2: the Houston Texans via Cleveland Browns.
1: Okay. Wait. Who was their
2: first pick? Was uh, Will Anderson, right? Uh, yes, they drafted Bryce Anderson. Or yeah, Will Anderson at two. Bryce Anderson. (laughs) Will Anderson at two. Mix them all up, you'll never be wrong. Yeah. Right. Wide receiver.
1: It's not going to be Jordan Addison,
2: is it? It is not. Oh, no. Quentin Johnston. Oh, TCU. Keith.
1: it didn't take much for Keith to be right back in on. He's, Q, huh? he's all the
2: way back. in. Oh, on man.
1: Johnson. Oh, but man. Keith, Keith's, we'll, Keith's we'll, all he needed to see the last three weeks.
2: We'll talk. We'll talk about it here. Let's finish the gauntlet. Uh, right. Tampa Bay Buccaneers at eight. Miles Murphy, Edge, Clemson.
1: Seems on brand. The oh,
2: Tampa, Tampa fans are going to be bad. Clemson right. pass rusher. Right. Right. Like, right. All right. Philadelphia Eagles at nine. Courtesy of the New Orleans Saints. Gervon Dexter, defensive lineman from Florida, hard pass. Uh, at ten, the Seattle Seahawks via the Denver Broncos. Brian Brzee.
1: that's a great pick.
2: The Arizona Cardinals at eleven. Joey Porter Jr., cornerback Penn State. I get it. And the last pick in this block, the Chicago Bears at number twelve. Jackson Smith and Jigba, wide receiver Ohio State.
1: So he okay. It's De-
2: Dexter and Johnston. Are the two they're very unique yeah. mock draft picks.
1: And we've had two receivers come off the board and neither one of them's name is Jordan Addison.
2: Correct. I I at least get Chicago if you're gonna keep Justin Fields.
1: Just because We're, of the reunited time with a
2: player that he played with, yes.
1: Do you love that?
2: No. No. I would I would go with the better player, and I think the better player is Jordan Addison, but I get the thought process. Here's his blurb for Houston drafting Quentin Johnston. With this pick, the Texans decide to add an, to the offensive side of the ball with one of the more athletically impressive players in the draft, wide receiver Quentin Johnston. After a slow start, he has turned up production at 6'4, 220 pounds. He has the potential to become a dynamic receiver at dynamic player at the receiver position down the field as an outside player. True. It's all true. I guess, let me ask you this, with how Houston has elected to play offense this year, is Quentin Johnson a fit? A lot of run the ball and shots down the field?
1: I would think so, yeah.
2: So I think stylistically it makes sense. Right. There's just some some
1: shock factor there, right? Correct. With- I mean, if you if if that's your guy, that's your guy.
2: Any of these other picks you want to react to before we go to the next six?
1: I kind of have reacted to them.
2: <laughs> I'm yeah, doing I'm doing word association really well
1: here. Yeah, you're killing it. You're <laughs> knocking it out of
2: the park. Okay, the Detroit Lions via the LA Rams at 13.
1: Remind me of their first pick. Is this
2: Bryce the first Young. one? Bryce Young.
1: Okay, so Bryce Young's your first pick. Okay.
2: And now they get a quarterback on defense, Henry Toto, linebacker. I love that. The Green Bay Packers, wide receiver Jordan Addison, USC Trojans. Okay,
1: that's a killer pick.
2: The Indianapolis Colts at 15, quarterback Will Levis, Kentucky. Ooh, okay. The New England Patriots, defensive lineman Tyree Wilson, Texas Tech. Yeah, that's a great pick. That's a very Bill That's a great pick. Uh, The Commanders at 17, linebacker Trenton Simpson from Clemson. Okay. And then the Bengals at 18, cornerback Cam Smith, South Carolina. I like that one.
1: I like that pick. Replacing Eli Apple should be of the highest priorities for the Bengals. Cam, I think Cam's kind of a do-it-all guy, which is important for a scheme that likes to be very multiple with everything they do. So I like that pick a ton.
2: Get a couple of cams in the secondary there with Cam Taylor, Britt, and Cam Smith yeah. now.
1: Yeah, two cams and a Dax.
2: Much Adobe. <laughs> it's good players though. Yeah,
1: yeah, they need it. They need that player. I like that. That's a good stretch. I like those
2: picks. Yeah, I thought. I thought uh, once we got past those early, those those two picks that we kind of were like, wow, shock picks. Yeah, I really like what he did with a lot of it. Yeah, I, down the Toe for Detroit.
1: Like I think that's a great like get your your both sides of the ball. And I I, I feel partial to it because I I I through the Josh Allen Tremaine Edmonds duo and like right. oh, I've seen what that turns into. And I'm like, all right, let's go. Yeah, it's do a that. Pretty those, easy
2: sell, right? Those are different
1: players, but right. you know conceptually, yeah. Get your guys.
2: Okay. So the Atlanta Falcons at 19, Bijan Robinson, running back. Texas Longhorns.
1: Falcons fans were mad at me for not giving them Bijan last. uh, I did the mock last week, right? That was pretty recent. Yes. Yep. Yep, They wanted him. So I'm sure they were happy to see that.
2: Uh, Number 20, the Miami Dolphins via the San Francisco 49ers. Michael Mayer, tight end, Notre Dame. You dig? I dig. Yeah. Because right now I'm watching Durham Smythe let second level defenders that are in a 30 alignment get across his face and blow up your wide zone plays.
1: Mayor competes, man.
2: 21, L.A. Chargers, Darnell Washington, tight end Georgia. Yeah.
1: I feel like that's that's becoming a very trendy pick. Yes. But
2: they need it. It should be. It should be yeah. a trendy pick. Yeah. Uh, the Seattle Seahawks. This is a very on-brand yeah. pick for Seattle in my mind. I'm interested in your thoughts. Safety, Jordan Battle, Alabama. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it seems on brand. It's it's not my it's not my favorite pick for sure, but right. It seems Seahawksy. Uh, the New York Jets at twenty three, offensive tackle Paris Johnson Jr., Ohio State.
1: So is this our? We've had Broderick Jones. Is this the second the the second uh, offensive lineman drafted? Right. Yes, I believe we haven't so. had Skaronski or Jalen Duncan go. Yet,
2: Correct. So. All cool. right. And at 24, the Baltimore Ravens, cornerback Christian Gonzalez, Oregon.
1: All right, that's interesting. Um, Paris Johnson, the pick for the Jets. I like going tackle. I think it gives them some athleticism, which is good. I, I don't think they have that right now. Okay, solid stretch.
2: I am going to give you two blocks to finish here. Two blocks of four instead of giving you eight. Okay. Because I can't possibly give you another six and they give you two. That just wasn't going to work. All right. I'm good. So the Kansas City Chiefs at 25, Isaiah Foskey, pass rusher, Notre Dame. Yeah. They need that. The Dallas Cowboys, safety, Brian Branch, Alabama.
1: It's a good pick. Um, Yeah, he's going to... I mean, if they keep Dan Quinn especially, I'd really love that. It's good good player.
2: Uh 27 New York Giants. Quarterback, Hendon Hooker. Hendon Hooker Tennessee Volunteers. Yeah. Uh number 28 the Tennessee Titans wide receiver KeSean Boutte, LSU.
1: Yeah, I can't quit him either. I hear you. I hear you Keith. Man, you guys are wild. Talented guy, He's man. Not for, not for me.
2: The, I'm, I'm not fighting you. I'm just.
1: Yeah, no. But it, when you say not for me, is it the it's the overall package or the, like just the physical skill set? He's very physically talented. Yeah. That's not the question. Right. I mean, I get it. I, I, I just think there's
2: enough holes in the resume here where it's like, yeah, sure. I'll, I'll probably go a different sure. direction if I want a wide receiver.
1: I, I would, too, in real life. I in, would. But there's in the first yeah. round.
2: Like, yeah, I'd, there's a, I'd go another position and then come back to wide receiver later.
1: I, I agree. Like, you don't have to have him, right? right. I, I get it. But, man, he's so tantalizing. Definition of tantalizing.
2: Now, I am an idiot because there's only 31 picks. So, I could have just given you a block of seven and been done. Well, let's do three. Well, yeah, you're going to get three. I'm not going to go one now and do three blocks of one. Uh, Minnesota Vikings offensive lineman Peter Skoronsky, Northwestern.
1: Okay. Uh, where, are we, where are we playing him?
2: <laughs> now he is went out he center? went out he went out of his way to acknowledge his positional versatility he, which is important because i feel like you got two tackles in o'neill and you do yeah
0: at
1: cleveland and at ingram bradbury's the the one right that you would replace
2: bradbury and i don't think you're married to ingram either
1: mm-hmm. i mean yeah i played, get
2: that he has not played great no obviously you'd like him to work out but he has not played great as, thus far back. as rookie season and I think he's he's an excellent fit for that system for for inside a guard. For sure. Uh, Buffalo Bills, safety. Christopher Smith, George Bulldogs. Oh kick rocks on that one, Keith. He don't like it. And then the Philadelphia <laughs> Eagles, the round. last pick. The last pick. And you could go off on the you can get on soapbox about about the Bills pick. <laughs> Philadelphia Eagles, Jameer Gibbs, running back Alabama. Yeah. You had to sneak him in there.
1: I get it. I know he's going to get yelled at by Eagles fans. So, what was Eagles' two picks? It was Gibbs and uh, uh, Fo- no, it wasn't Fosky.
2: Who was the other? No, one? It was. I'm scrolling up here. Uh, Gervon Dexter. Okay. Um.
1: All right. I, I, Christopher Smith's a good player. I don't think he's a first round talent. So.
2: That was my reaction. Was there. there a player you were hoping for there that hadn't been drafted?
1: No, I, I, I think that's where you could probably get me twisted up in knots. I mean, John Michael Schmitz would have been a player I would have liked. Um, what What is Christopher – what is he going to do? Is he going to play safety? That's the thought process? I would assume so.
2: Yeah, I'm good. It's a good fun so, mock, though. I like that, it. Yeah, some different picks. You You always yeah. know Keith is going to give you his true thoughts. He ain't going to just get in line and go with the flow. Right. So that I, I always appreciate that about the Keith mocks. Uh, I envy that with Keith. Once upon a time, it'd be very easy for me. Yeah. You know, we're just going to full send. But now I do sit there and I ask myself, you know, are the Eagles fans going to get mad at me if I give him a linebacker here. Yes. Probably. Yeah. Do I want that? No, but I'll still give it to him and then mute my notifications for the day. And then. Oh, with yeah. My yeah. Right. So that's it. That's uh, that's the Tuesday episode of the show. We obviously we have some catching up to do. We we did the fun exercise on Monday. We usually do the dudes and the mock draft reaction on Monday. Here we are doing it on Tuesday. We'll probably mix and match our midweek concepts for you guys to make sure we get back on schedule for takes on takes and two truths and a lie on Friday. So plan accordingly. Kyle Krabs, Joe Marino, the Draft Dudes. Thanks for friends over at Online for their continued support of the show. Make it a great rest of your day, and we will talk with you all again
0: tomorrow. Thanks for being here for another episode of the Draft Dudes Podcast. Be sure to subscribe so you don't miss the next episode. While you are at it, help the dudes out by leaving a rating and review. Want more? Head over to www.thedraftnetwork.com or follow us at The Draft Network on Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube.
1: Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.